Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Avet Cam here from Team Sirius. On this week's live chat, we've got Maddie Pesh, Team Sirius coach, talking about periodization and planning your race season. Uh, and I'd like to welcome back Normatech, who are sponsoring our podcast for the month of September. Uh, Normatech is the ultimate athlete recovery, and their technology delivers a powerful compression massage that helps athletes recover faster. Uh, keep listening to the podcast to figure out how to go in the drawer to win $500 towards any Normatech product. And also, if you go to www.teamseriestriclub.com forward slash Normatech, you can get the discount code to get $50 off any Normatech product. But if you're already a Team Serious member or you're thinking about joining, you can actually get a 25% discount off Normatech. So all you need to do is log into the club platform and access the discount pages uh, to grab that discount code. Uh, or if you want to join the club, you can do that at teamseriestriclub.com. I'm going to hand you over to Maddie now, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Okay, uh, welcome to the live chat tonight. Uh, I'm subbing in here for Siri and Beck. It looks like they are off having lots of adventures in Australia. Uh, so super excited for them, super happy for them, and happy that I can fill in and, and talk with you all about a few things. Uh, so I just wanted to say a few things before we go ahead and get into our main topic for tonight's chat, which is going to be about uh, periodization or planning out training blocks throughout your race calendar year. Uh, so to, to first start out, what I wanted to say is just congratulate everyone on the weekend, anyone who might have raced. Um, I know we had uh, a couple posts come up, and I just want to say that we always appreciate seeing the posts from you members. You know, you, you'll see our, us coaches posting a lot, but ultimately uh, what brings a lot of value is when we see the posts from you as well. So even if you uh, didn't do a triathlon, if it was a running race, if it was um, just a training session that you're proud of, uh, we are always super happy to see you share. Another thing that I saw was that uh, we had one of our members and she was asking about doing her first Ironman and Matthew Vela jumped on the chat with just a wealth of information to bring and it, it, it was just so helpful. So I just want to say that like all of us coaches have a lot to share, but you as member, members also have a lot of value to bring to the club. So uh, don't be shy, everybody. Feel free to post and share what you have with the rest of us. Um, so let's see. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, so lately, I have just decided to train for my first Ironman, or I guess I'm not really uh, training for it since I decided to do it and it's just in a couple of weeks here, but I'm going to be doing Ironman Chattanooga. So I'm super excited to share that experience with all of you. A couple things that I want to touch on from that is uh, just the conversation that I had with Siri about doing the race. Um, I guess for a little while now, I've been wanting to do an Ironman, but I was a little bit hesitant. I didn't know if I was ready, if it was the right time. Uh, but just going to talk to Siri, uh, her response was just to do it now, to seize the moment, essentially. Um, and I think 
that that's always kind of a response that I've gotten from from my coach. Uh, what I want to say about that is just that if you're on the edge wondering if you should do something, if you you haven't gotten your confidence up, um, just go ahead and take take a risk. Do something that scares you. Um, I don't really have any expectations for my race. I'm just going to go for it. Uh, and I know that it's going to be a great day no matter what. So um, if there's something that you're worried about, if there's something that you don't know if you should go for, you should go for it. Uh, let's see. Um, but the other thing I'm going to share with you all from my Ironman is going to be some more of what I'm doing for nutrition. So look for that in the next uh, couple weeks or so. I'll be sharing um, how I'm preparing for the race using F2C, which is our nutrition sponsor. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and get started on the main topic for today. Uh, so today we're going to be talking basically about improve, uh, how to plan your race calendar for an entire year and your training calendar, how that goes into that. Um, so essentially, um, the other thing was that I didn't see any questions about this uh, beforehand. So as we go along, uh, let me know your questions as I'm speaking. Okay, Dan, you are going to be in Chattanooga as well. That's awesome. Yeah, we're uh, for anyone that didn't see that post, we're going to be scheduling a team dinner in Chattanooga on Friday. So would love to see you all then for either dinner or I think a happy hour beforehand. And Dan's going to try the F2C. Awesome. Yeah. I'll be talking a little bit about how to implement that into your training. Okay. So uh, today, first thing I want to talk about. Um, so when I, when I'm talking about periodization of your race calendar year, uh, there's kind of two different elements to it. First, we're going to talk a little bit about your off-season training and what that will look like, and then we'll talk about how the schedule goes actually during the year. Uh, what I like to kind of think of is rather than having a periodization of your training, it's more in terms of having training blocks. What I would think of as a periodization would be a longer amount of time that might be like four or five months. Um, but if we can break that down into shorter periods of time, like just four-week blocks of training, uh, it becomes much more manageable and you can more easily see the cycles of training. Uh, so let's go ahead and start out start out with the off-season. So off-season might be uh, something that a lot of you are going into right now. I know here uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, a lot of us are finishing up our races. You might have your last race coming up or maybe you already finished. Um, and so now is the time where we kind of consider transitioning into the off season. And I know there are kind of like two different types of athletes out there. You know, there's one type of athlete that really looks forward to the off season, enjoys having that break. And then there's the other type of athlete that I would say that struggles with taking the time off and um, being away from training. Uh, and I would say that I've been in both of those places in different years. Some years, you know, really looking forward to having a break and resetting. In other years, uh, it's been more of a challenge because I really want to keep going with my racing. But regardless of what position you're in, you do need to take a break at some point throughout your year, especially if you train year-round. 
So uh, for us, when the, those of us that work with Siri, uh, Siri pretty much gives us uh, a month and the first two weeks of that month are completely off. So uh, no training at all. And I know that, you know, some of us, we, we like to have our training as part of our routine as uh, to keep us uh, happy, but it's really good to take this time off. You know, I really like to plan it out um, to coincide with the holiday season since that is a really busy time of year anyway. And that way you can plan it out to be able to spend more time with your family during those weeks. Uh, after having two weeks off, then it's usually two weeks where you're just only doing choice. So it's going to be choice one session per day and uh, it's all going to be super easy. So you might be tempted to train more, but just stick with the short amount of time and um, that's still very much a part of your break, a time to do other things in your day and to focus on things outside of triathlon. I'm gonna jump in here and let you know how to go into the draw to win that $500 towards any Normatec product. First thing is you need to be a member of Team Serious Tri Club. So you can go to the Team Serious Tri Club website to join up if you're not already a member. Then you need to answer a question by going to the Normatec website, uh, which is www.normatecrecovery.com and find the answer to this question. Normatec was created by A, a physician bioengineer, or B, a triathlete, or C, a massage therapist, or D, a podiatrist. So what you need to do now is pop that answer in an email to Beck and Suri at TeamSuriousTriClub at gmail.com and we will put you in the draw. Uh, following those four weeks off, we kind of go into what is like a 10-week off-season cycle. So uh, if you're not coached by one of our coaches, we do have 10-week off-season plans. So you can do one of those. It's either called like the off-season cycle or we kind of think of it as a pre-season build. A preseason training. So one of my favorite parts of this preseason training is that we do what are called sports specific blocks. So what you would do during this time is you're not doing your regular in-season types of sessions, but what you can do is you can take a little bit of time to focus on the swim, the cycling, and the running. Uh, work on any weaknesses that you have in there and also build upon any strengths that you have. So one of the ways that I like to structure the 10 week off season is uh, what we will do is four weeks of swim block. Um, so if you've heard about the famous or the infamous swim block, it's four weeks of pretty much just only swimming. Um, and, and what is really great about the swim block is that uh, it allows you to build your aerobic fitness work on your swim, which is many people's uh, weak points, but also get some time off of your legs. So this is still very much allowing your legs to recover from the intensity of the previous season. Um, if four weeks of swimming only seems pretty intimidating to you, uh, then sometimes you can only do like a, a two week swim block, or you can do a two week swim focus where you might have more swimming than you're used to, but you're also doing a little bit of running and cycling within that as well. Uh, so what I would maybe structure the, the 10 weeks as is maybe four weeks swim block, then two weeks of a cycling focus. So still doing a little bit of swimming and running, but we're focusing on the cycling now. 
two weeks of running focus, and then two weeks of a balanced plan where you are doing all three sports and getting ready for the main season. <laughs> uh, and then I would say if you're intimidated by the swim block, as, as Gabby is saying here, um, you might want to try for your first season a two-week swim block. So let's say maybe you would start out then with a two weeks of balance training, followed by two weeks of swim block, two weeks of a cycling focus, two weeks of a running focus, and then finally, again, two weeks of the balance plan. So um, let me know if you have any questions kind of what, of what that off-season cycle looks like. But again, the off-season is a time to take a break from triathlon, um, decrease some of our intensity in our sports, focus on our uh, technique and addressing any of our weaknesses and also working on resolving maybe any issues that you had with injuries in the previous season, anything you want to change nutritionally, anything you want to change with your bike fit, uh, your swimming technique, that's off season is all a great time to do that. Okay, so then let's talk about the in season training, which is getting to what I was saying earlier with having training blocks. So throughout the season, uh, as I mentioned earlier, what we think of is kind of a four-week cycle. So what you would do in a four-week cycle is you usually have three weeks where you're building. You're building in intensity. Um, they're all going to be three hard weeks, and you're um, working pretty hard. And then the fourth week, you're going to have a little bit of a recovery. So it'll be a recovery week, replenishing everything that you've been getting tired over the past three weeks. And at the end of that recovery, if you followed one of our plans before, you might have seen that we do like a key brick. So at the end of that four-week cycle then, you do a key brick. And what that is, what that key brick is, is you're doing a lot of, it'll be a long brick and you do a lot of race efforts. So you'll be at your race effort, maybe above your race effort. And it's a great way to see kind of where you're at, how you're feeling, and a great time to see what you're going to focus on in the next training block. Uh, I would say that that fourth week, right after you do a little bit of recovery, that's also a great time to add in a training race. Uh, so if you do a training race then or another race in your calendar, that, that would be a great time to put that in. Uh, you can also put the training race in another week, but then you just adjust as far as uh, when, when you would have your recovery week. Probably the recovery week comes in with the race, and then you adjust your, your uh, more intense weeks. Let's see, Dan asks the run focus part. Yeah, so the run focus part, uh, he's asking if you would pair that with the swim or the bike. Um, so the run focus part, I would say um, we definitely want to pair it a little bit with the bike uh, because you've already been doing the bike for the previous two weeks. But since you're going to be running quite a bit, I would actually do more with the swim than I would with the bike. So keep that bike feel that you develop during the cycling block, but pair the run a little bit more with the swim so that you can focus on getting those run miles in and then allowing yourself to kind of recover through the swim too. Okay. So a couple things to keep in mind while you're in your training season. I think a lot of us get focused on just working hard, working hard all the time. And the biggest element of all of this, of the in-season training, 
I would say is staying on top of your recovery and how much you need to do for that. So recovery is going to be a very personal thing. Um, that's why I really like working with individual athletes. Uh, but essentially recovery is really going to depend on so many personal factors, right? So it'll be your age, um, how long you've been in the sport, uh, what your work schedule is like outside of triathlon, um, what your health is like, how much sleep you need to get, um, what, what your family life is, and all of that is going to play a part in terms of what your sessions should look like throughout the week. I would recommend for every athlete that you take a day off every week. Uh, we mostly always have that uh, as pro athletes as well. Um, and that's just a chance to reset for your body and also reset for your mind. As I mentioned, the off season is a great time to reset for your mind. Uh, but that one day off in a week is like a mini off season of not doing anything triathlon for a day. Hey, Janet. Hey, Clark. Hi, Amy. Okay, so um, so along with that, you know, depending on how much recovery you need, your sessions are going to look different than what another person might be doing, right? So I could have two athletes training for a half Ironman, and one person might be training 20 hours a week, and one person might be training 12 hours a week. But that doesn't mean that one person is necessarily going to perform better or um, have, a, have a different result than the other person, right? They're both doing what is the best fit for their schedules, what is the best fit for their bodies, their experience levels. And so um, recovery is a key component. So I would say, you know, one person, they might do a hard day and then they have an easy day and then they have a hard day and then an easy day. Another person might do two hard days and then an easy day. Another person might have multiple sessions in a day or just a single session in a day. It all depends on these different factors that I said before. So, um, yeah. And so I guess the next element would be essentially planning out your race calendar. So um, as when you have your training blocks, as I recommended, you know, that fourth week where you're doing a little bit of recovery, you're going to have your key race break. That would be a great time to have a race. Uh, so it can, if you have a main race that you're planning for the season, if it's an Ironman or a half Ironman, you can also, you should also be doing a few other races within that time. And if you can kind of space them, you know, maybe one month out before your race, two months out, three months out, that can be a good way to space it. Um, and as far as how much you race, again, that's going to be all kind of depending on those different factors that I talked about before. So when you have a race, um, you should learn, use that as a learning experience and you can kind of see, you know, how long did it take me to recover from that race and be ready to go again? And that can be a good indication of how many days rest you should have, how many days easy you should have before going into your next training cycle. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times in triathlon, it's, it's common for people to have certain rules about when to race and when not to race. You know, they say like, oh, you should only have a certain number of races in a year, or you can only have one A race, or, um, you know, never race this race next to this race. And I don't think that, that any of that is true. 
you know, we all have different things that work for us. And so the best thing that you can do in planning your race calendar is kind of see uh, how, how you did in the past in terms of spreading out your races, um, experiment with it a little bit, and um, don't be afraid to kind of take a risk and uh, plan, plan out certain races, you know, choose the races that speak to you. Um, and the other thing I have to say about that is that if you are going to do a race, uh, make sure you're trying in that race, right? Uh, one of my pet peeves actually is if, if I'm at a race and I start talking to someone, I say, hey, how are you feeling about tomorrow? You know, you're ready to go for the race. And they're like, oh, well, I'm not really focusing on this race. This, this race isn't important to me. I have another race in a month that I'm focusing on. And to me, that's just, that's just a way of already, you know, using a defense mechanism um, so that it doesn't matter how you do in the race, right? So uh, if you're going to sign up for a race, it's okay if you feel like it's not your A race, if it's at a weird time in your training schedule, still show up for that race and compete in that race. You know, um, it doesn't matter if, if the previous week you had something that was difficult going on, you know, when it comes down to race day, uh, give it, give it your all and you can get back into the training cycle after that. Uh, so let me know if you kind of have any questions about, you know, how to plan out your racing calendar and, and what that would look like. Again, I think a lot of it, um, you can base off of trial and error. Uh, so let's see a, a couple other things. Uh, oh, Tapering. So let's talk a little bit about tapering. Um, so what I would say, uh, when you have that recovery week in your training cycle, that, as I said, is, is a great time to have a little taper for a race. But in general, I would say uh, we would do about a 10-day taper for a half Ironman. We would do about 7 to 10 days for an Olympic distance race. And... Um, maybe about two weeks for an Ironman race. So a couple things to remember about taper, you're, you are tapering down, right? So you're not going from 100% training to zero training. Uh, you wouldn't lose actually very much fitness if you didn't train at all, but why we taper down our uh, training volume is that what we can do is we're allowing your muscles to recover and to get ready to race. But it's also important during taper to try to maintain a feel for the speed, for uh, your race efforts, um, and to keep everything active during that time as well. So uh, a couple things that, I, that are really good elements of taper, um, you're going to decrease the duration that you're doing the different sports. Uh, but you all, as I said, you want to maintain the feel. So a couple things that I love to do during uh, taper week is a pre-race brick. So we talked about those key race bricks, and those would be kind of four weeks out, eight weeks out, 12 weeks out from your main race. But a pre-race brick is different because you're going to be doing it during race week. So it's going to be a lot shorter. But don't be nervous if it feels kind of hard. Because um, what you do in the pre-race break is you do some uh, race pace efforts. So they are going to feel pretty hard because your race pace should feel hard. 
But what you do is you get a lot of recovery between those efforts. And it's also, even though it feels hard in the moment, it's nothing compared to the volume that you've been doing previously. So, uh, so that would be one element. The other element of the, the taper week, I would say, would be a speed swim. Uh, and so the speed swim, again, you're going to be going hard. So you'll have a few hard intervals, but you're going to get a lot of rest on them. And what this is really great for is it gets your heart rate up in the race week. Um, it helps you develop that speed. But at the same time, we aren't taxing your legs as much, so your legs are able to rest. Um, and you're still recovering for the race. So I would say those are those key elements. Uh, otherwise, just try to keep loose, do something every day, uh, and do what feels good to you race week before the race, but keep moving. And the last thing, as far as planning your season out, um, we just wanna be aware of any injuries that might come up during that time, right? So a lot of us might have quite a few races for a long time of the year. Um, I know that I personally have my first race around April and might continue racing until November, December. So that's a long time. So the best thing that you can do is just try to stay consistent in your training. Um, you know, ideally, we want to just try to avoid injury. And the best ways to do that are, as I said, get a handle on your recovery. Know how much time you need. Uh, listen to your body. Give it what it needs. But that being said, if some sort of injury does come up, uh, the best thing that you can do is to just shut it down early, right? So I've seen, you know, maybe a lot of people that are, they're training for a big race that's coming up. And if you get an injury, um, it can be easy, especially if the race is in just a few weeks, to really want to kind of just push through the injury um, and continue doing your hard runs, continue doing those long bikes. Uh, but if we continue to train and we push it until it's really, really hurting, then it's going to take a lot longer to heal and bring you out for longer. So I would say, you know, as soon as you start feeling something, just shut it down for like one, two days. And um, even just stopping that session that you're doing, like if you start feeling something on the run, even just stopping, that's, that's a huge change that I've made that has entirely prevented uh, many injuries for me. I used to, when I would start um, feeling some sort of pain on the run um, that wasn't normal, I would just keep running. And I'd be like, I have 20, 30 minutes left of this run. I have to finish this run. And then 30 minutes later, I've been running in pain for 30 minutes and I'm injured. Um, now what I do is if I start feeling something that doesn't feel right, um, I go ahead and I just stop for a second and I assess to see if I can just stretch it out or something. And many times um, if I can just reset, then I can keep going. Um, and if it does happen to be something that's bothering me for a day or two, um, I even just switch a few sessions around. So I go water run for one session instead of getting an injury and having to water run for four weeks. Um, so the best thing that you can do is just try to stay as consistent as you can in your training. If an injury comes up, try to address it right away. Try not to get so caught up in the potential of the future races that you have coming up. The best thing you can do is just stay on track in the moment. And then once you are better, once you are feeling healthy, then you can go back into your training and you'll pick up from there.
Yeah, so uh, let's see. I feel like I kind of talked fast through that. Um, so please let me know, you know, what questions you have. Also, did anyone do um, Iron Man Wisconsin from the club? I don't think so. I did hear that some of the people are doing it next year. Um, but if you have done Iron Man Wisconsin or if you are doing it or if you're doing the 70.3, um, I would love to know because I live in Madison. So I'd love to be able to um, show you around if I'm here. I actually haven't been in town for any of the Ironman Wisconsin's, uh, but I would like to be someday. Or maybe potentially competing in it. Who knows? Okay. Well, I don't think I'm getting many responses. So um, I hope you all had a great night. Um, if you have any questions about this, because I know that we kind of went through it quickly, um, please just let me know afterwards. Um, but, but again, a lot of these things that I talked about are elements of the training plans that we have. Um, so if you are following one of those training plans and you have kind of questions on it or kind of the reasons behind the certain sessions or how they're set up like that, uh, please let us know. I mean, we're always really happy to answer the why behind. And Siri and Beck developed those plans um, with making sure that there's a purpose behind every session, right? That That's something that I'm super proud of on this team is that there's never a workout that was just thrown in there for no reason. It all has a purpose behind, you know, what we are doing to build up your fitness and helping you reach new levels. So I think that's super great. And then, of course, um, the next element to that is just adding the personal touch. So understanding, you know, what works for you and for your body and, and your race schedule and, and the personal goals that you have. So if you're following a plan or if you're working with one of us and you're wondering about, you know, a certain race that you have coming up that you don't know how to plan the training for it, or you're wondering about, um, you know, an injury that you have and you have to change some of the workouts or um, you just, you're not sure about the recovery time or you've been feeling strange in some of the sessions, um, really happy to answer any of those questions. It's super fun. So yeah. Um, oh, I do have a question from someone. Thank you, Gabby. How would you look at a race like Triple T in Ohio? Friday sprint, Saturday Olympic and AM. That is SBR. What's SBR? And PM Olympic is BSR and Sunday is a half. That's intense. I mean, essentially this is a big endurance event, right? Um, so you're asking your body to perform uh, three days in a row, right? So um, certainly we're going to be training for it like you would probably for like an Ironman, essentially, right? Um, so what I would have you do is, is really be focusing on recovery for all of these. You know, you want to make sure that you're paying attention to how your body is feeling from day to day. Um, so a really good thing that I think you could do to prepare for an event like that would be to give yourself, you know, multiple hard days in a row. Like, for example, this weekend, um, I had a huge brick on Saturday. And then immediately following the next day, I had a really hard run. So um, by doing that, I'm able to, you know, understand better how my body is running underneath fatigue and how my body is performing that way and kind of understand what I need to do 
differently when your legs are fresh compared to what you need to do when your legs are fatigued. So I think definitely doing some sessions like that, having back-to-back sessions, see how your body responds, um, and then uh, being focused on how much recovery you need in between those. Um, I hope that helps. So I would say, you know, if you can do a brick session followed by a run the next day, or if you can do something like a really, or even like a double session, like you do a really hard turbo in the morning, and then you go and have a run session in the afternoon, or you have like a turbo session one day, and then the next session is a big run. So back to back stuff like that. Hope that helps, Dan. Oh, okay. Swim, bike, run, and then bike, swim, run. Well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, but that sounds like a super cool event. Um, let us know when it is because it was certainly like to help you support it. I think that might have already happened. I think I saw a few people doing it. But yeah, okay. Um, well, thank you everyone. Uh, and okay, great. Looks like we're good. All right, if you have any other questions, please post them and I'll get back to you later. Thanks and have a great night. Bye. Hey there, Cam here again. Thanks for listening. Uh, and don't forget, you can go to www.teamseriestriclub.com forward slash Normatech to get the discount code for $50 off any Normatech product. And if you want to join these chats live, ask questions, uh, you can join the club at teamseriestriclub.com. Follow the links to the club and hopefully see you inside soon.